Alright, now we need to talk about this film. I've finally gotten you all together. We've stopped talking about all the other better films that we want to talk about. Let's discuss dogs. <laughs> I don't think we could have given that movie a better intro, really. This movie exists. Dogs, they're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. Starting last month, some cattle were killed. They belong to Larry Ludicky. Now he's been killed. And you know who did it? No. And it, it's not a who, it's a what. I think something is causing domestic dogs to pack and attack people. As the president of this college, you have the responsibility of the lives of everyone here. Two people have been killed already. One of them a student. By what? It's terrible, yes, but you have no evidence it was done by dog. The hell is that? As you put it, uh, sorry, we have special guest uh, Urchin here again. Um, uh, as you put it, though, th- I-, I liked it as a uh, doctor murder spree or whatever you said. <laughs> doctor friendly fire. <laughs> doctor friendly doctor fire. Friendly fire yeah. yeah, he's my favorite character. That, he's, he's the, the only, only character. character. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wait, there are other characters? No, yeah, you're right. He's the only yeah. one. He's Everyone else is either one. a void of personality or a sentient whiskey bottle. Or a literal <laughs> sentient void that they're That's standing not... in in every scene. <laughs> That's not true. There's also horny Superman. True. Like, super yeah, true. woman. Briefly. Man? Yeah, super yeah. Cool. Also, according to the Wikipedia, she was like actually a well-known actress, and she was given second billing in some Holy releases. Shit. That's. I mean, that's just because what? you could tell that she came in as like, I am going to do this film if I can be there in an afternoon and then leave. And she had that energy, and she did it. And honestly, I fucking respect her for it. Cause that's I can't, all I can't believe they called her back for a reshoot for the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Would well, not have yeah. shown up for that. We might oh. be wrong about the reshoots idea, but it's know, pretty compelling. Yeah. Well, the reason we thought it was... Well, let's, just, let's just start and we can get into it, because we're just kind of going around here. Before we talk about it, I'm Boyks. We have yes. Ileon, as we mentioned. We have Evil Urchin here as well, guesting. This movie is called Dogs, which is... About as unoriginal of a film title as they could have came up with for... But it has the best fucking trailer of all time. It's where I use all of the, like, dogs, they're coming. They're coming your way. Are you ready? It's got an incredible trailer. It's crazy how that trailer is literally every scene that the dogs show up to. There's literally an intro to the dogs coming every fucking scene they're in. There's like, what was that? Dogs. What? They're coming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're coming to get you. 
trailers are supposed to show the bet like the best, most interesting parts of a film, generally, right? <laughs> I, it, in yeah, theory, they didn't even then, show the doctor yeah! the friendly fire. <laughs> no, <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> That is actually the most compelling moment of this it film. Really we'll is, like, it really 100%. is, like, 100%. It's a good scene. We'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. So, the movie Dogs is essentially, like, a standard, schlocky, like, 50s, 60s animal horror movie. Like, but Jaws came 70s. out the year before. We need to do the same thing, but we need a different animal. What do we do? Uh, 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 pooches. No, that's dumb. Dogs. <laughs> like, that, that's their thought process. So... We start off at the whitest party in the known to man. And most year, 70s. In the year exactly the decade of the 1970s. <laughs> yes, yeah. It is. Every single scene of this is dripping the 70s. Like, they go, they start by zooming in on a calendar showing that it's 1970. <laughs> and then zoom out and have, like, every single thing that's happened in the 70s up to that point. Like, yes! <laughs> everything is covered in a thin layer of aspic. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's really incredible. Everybody's wearing like the the flowery kind of like silk shirts with uh blazers and every guy has aviators and a little bit of a beard. It's it's incredible. They're on a plantation in Georgia. And we're, we're introduced <laughs> a to... plantation in Georgia, California. Georgia Fornia. Georgia Fornia. Oh, well, yes. actually no, you forget what the film actually opens with, which is a man petting the camera. Oh yeah, man putting oh, the camera God. in first yeah. person as the, the camera runs around the scene eating delicious treats. And also yeah. like to point out you can see his hand like not touching anything. Like he doesn't actually the the hand doesn't go out of frame, it's still in frame making petting motions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> it's not good. Every good movie needs to start at a white person pool party. <laughs> In a rich mansion in the 70s. Yeah, I was about to say, in the 70s, it's like in bold, like capitals. Uh, Yeah, I I was just about to mention that with the guy in like the flower uh, shirt, like gunned down to half. Everything, every aspect of this party is like white people in the 70s. It's so hip and white. (laughs) I haven't seen an aspect yet, but... So we're introduced to our main character at some point in this party, who is Canadian-British redneck science man. Wait, that was the main character? Supposedly. <laughs> I, uh, he's in the most scenes? Is I guess. He? I don't know what he scenes. is by the end of it. He's in a lot of them. He has top billing. We'll oh, wait, no, I figured way. it out. He's not the main character. He's the audience surrogate, because he's blackout drunk the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not him acting, though. He's just drunk on set all the Did time. Did I say he was acting? <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah, we start appropriately with him with a beer in his hand. Get used to that. Yeah. yeah with, with his full Canadian tuxedo on. No, we yes. Canadians. And an extremely British accent. Yes. Yes. A denim, denim pants, denim jacket, flannel undershirt, and the weirdest fucking wig slash bowl cut thing... With a beard. And that's why we think these are reshoots, because, like, his hair... Has to be. His hair looks so fake in this and a few other scenes. It looks, like, reasonable in others, but it doesn't make sense for any of these to be reshoots. No. No. It really doesn't. And, like, some of the scenes are very integral to the plot and very, like, 
They flow very well from other things. Like, it, it doesn't feel like they'd be reshoots later on, but his hair also looks weirder again. So it's like, what happened with this? It, it's very strange. He has a very Mo from the Three Stooges haircut in this scene. And yes. I don't oh, know God. why. Yes. And as I yeah. pointed out once I remember, once you remind me the name, he looks a lot like the Robert Redford gif. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does have that vibe too. And it's it's really amazing because they zoom in in on this man and they show that and he's drinking like steel reserve beer or something. Like he's drinking like some <laughs> fucking lucky star ass local beer that's just some cheap shit. And he starts talking. And he starts talking, hello, governor. Like, he's got, like, this British accent. You're like, what the fuck? And then he starts going on about science. And you're like, okay, I... Like, once he starts going on about, like, oh, you guys don't know anything about science. This is real science. And starts, like, correcting... And you're like, what the fuck is this character? He's like, hello, what? Poppy. I like science, and you don't know anything about it. And I'm going to tell you about the science. Like He knew his God. audience, because once he started talking about science, that lady's glasses came out. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a character who's the second top billing that we were talking about, um, whose main character trait is that whenever she puts on her glasses, she becomes incredibly horny. But yes. only for our uh, Canadian British redneck man. <laughs> yeah, as he starts talking, she takes out her, like, he leaves, and then she's with, like, a guy there, and then she starts talking about the redneck lumberjack science man, and she goes, <laughs> oh man, like, he's a really interesting character he's so like rebellious kind of thing and she puts her glasses on and then he's like yeah she he kind of is and stuff and she turns to talk to him and takes her glasses off like it's like this sure sign that it's like all right whenever you're sex whenever you feel sexy you've got to put the glasses on then just take them off whenever you're not it's incredible it's such a weird character thing that like it's so obvious that's what they were going for, that she's, like, kind of doing this sexy librarian thing. But then she, like, takes the glasses off again immediately in the same scene without the camera transitioning at all. It's like, she so puts weird. them on and takes them off within 20 seconds. <laughs> Natural selection, my dear. Survival yeah. of the most fit. Yes. Dr. Fitzgerald is uh, very interesting. She wants to fuck him so bad. <laughs> this is awful. I hate this. To see the results. If Harlan ever puts his beer can down. God, the, she like putting on and off her glasses. Yeah. <laughs> the, the way you show you're interested in someone is by putting your glasses on and taking them off immediately, sexily. Yes. She's like horny Superman. <laughs> Was that a direction or a choice she made? It's it's impossible to say. I don't think she made any choices besides mm. uh, that she was not going to be uh, in the set on set for more than an hour. <laughs> like yeah. she made a deal that like, all right, I am from the time I'm putting on a timer. By the time that I get out of my trailer to the time that I'm back in my trailer, it has to be an hour. And if it's more than that, I'm leaving forever. That, that kind of felt like the decision that she made and everything else was something they told her to do. I guess the other uh, choice that she made, which commend her for, is that she refused to get naked for this film. And that yes. was good. We'll, we'll, we'll come Phew. back to that as well because that was yes. a baffling sequence too. But I'm I'm sure that that was her. I'm sure she was like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> and they were like, o okay, we'll try and work around it. And yeah, 
And they Anyways. worked around it in the worst way they could. But this, yes. this sequence <laughs> does introduce another, the, the other most extremely important character in the film. Mm-hmm. Which is the endless void of space. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. In this part of the movie, in this intro, they're introducing the fact that there are blackouts in the city and that all the light goes out and you can't see shit. And that's actually an important plot point because that is, if not the main character, at least the side character of the film. Because <laughs> it happens so fucking often. So, but hold up. It, you say that it's plot related. Yeah, I was I about think, to. No, I, I don't there's know no that plot. it's plot it's, it's... related. I think that it's related to the fact they're like, oh man, shit, we can't fucking film this movie. Everything's so dark. How do we? How do we cover for our incredible incompetence in lighting these actors? Um, uh, we have blackouts. There's blackouts all the time. I don't think they were thinking that far ahead, and this this leads into my reshoot theory. Yes, I think that's they what shot I mean. yeah, everything. I think it looked like shit, and they're like, oh, we need to explain this. <laughs> the first scene, if there is a reshoot at all in this movie, the first scene is definitely a reshoot. Like, yes. That is, this no scene for sure feels very, very, very heavy of reshoot. Like The only, go sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I, I, I just, it, there's stuff about it, it just, like, it just smells like it. Like, there's something about it that, like, everything about it, you're like, oh, this is to explain some things in the movie that they just didn't cover. Like, but it's what a did it explain? Disjointed. I, the, the blackouts, well, um, mm. it introduces the that woman, because I feel like yeah. they didn't have, like, that, that woman shows up later, but only for one other scene, and it... Even with the context of the opening thing, it still makes no sense that she's... No, it makes no sense at all. But, like, I felt like they're trying to give, like, a little bit more context to her being in the film at all. Like, that kind of thing. I don't know. It's... That was maybe to set up, like, the whole, like, blackouts thing. That's it. Just those two details. Yeah. After we're introduced to our main character, the dark void of space that everybody stands in... (laughs) Two random guys show up at the party, and they're like, Hey, science man, I am had it with these killings. Hey, you want to go get a burger? And then they leave. <laughs> well, they go, there's animal mutilations. That's what they go to look at. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, after they stopped by the drive-thru, went through it, picked up a burger, <laughs> ate it on the way over, and then checked out the animals. Fair. Yeah. It was very, all, it was very nonchalant. I am sick of these killings. <laughs> Like, all right, man. Yeah, frightened. I'm afraid of Americans. Yes. Yes. Larry Ludic, he just called it. He's had it with these killings. You gonna be? Oh, there's killings now. Good. Did he just say he's had it with these killings? Yeah. Good. Darn. These darn killings. I've had it with them. I have had it with these killings. And I believe this is around the time where we had the uh, the longest shot of a car driving I think I've ever seen in a film. Yes, yeah. it, was, yeah, it was. It was after that they look they look at the animal mutilations and he goes, I don't know, it must be some wild animals. What do I know? I'm just a guy. <laughs> Why did you bring me here? And then it, it transitions to like you said, the longest car scene. Like, which you go ahead. You think in in a movie usually if there's two characters talking in a car, mm-hmm. you'd have like the camera like. In front, like, on, like, the, the, the hood of the car or something, like, filming the like actors or in the or car. Yep. Or, like, you know, clearly showing the actors talking, right? Uh, hopefully. 
Yeah, you wouldn't just have, like, a wide shot with the camera, like, a mile away from the car, just filming the car driving along the road while they're talking for, like, what felt like ten minutes. The car, the car the size of a postage stamp throughout the whole scene <laughs> as it drives down this road, takes a couple of turns, and then, like, goes into a parking lot and parks, and they just hold on that like they just have like this wide shot of it in a field and there's like a big parking lot and they show the whole thing of it like driving all around this whole road all the way down and they talk the whole time but to be fair to give this film credit boyks was like well this is stupid how can we possibly tell who's talking but one of the people talking during that is british science man he's incredibly <laughs> fucking obvious and it's him talking so it's actually not like as jarring as it could be like it's funny i feel like they accidentally stumbled ass backwards into that scene not being as bad as it could have been because man if they didn't have somebody with like such an obvious thick accent holy shit it would have been impossible to know who was saying what but because of the fact they had lumberjack scientists it worked out okay the important thing to keep in mind is that whenever you have a character in a car or going somewhere, you need to show in detail that car driving to the location, parking, and the person getting out of it. That's yeah, how else way, are we going to know? That's the only way we know that they went from point A to point B, is if we literally see the entire trip. <sighs> look, look, in the film second business, second. <laughs> we call this an establishing shot. <laughs> yeah, they establish, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> hey, 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 that's not fair. They establish very firmly they know what they're doing because they managed to get this movie by doing that into a crisp hour 30. <laughs> That's as necessary for mm. this TV movie. <laughs> like, that, that was yeah. very padding. Yeah. There was a lot of that that was like, oh shit, all right, we need another five minutes of film. All right, so park the car. All right, now, okay, now park it again, because there is actually a scene where that happens, too, where he parks the car. He parks it. And then he it. backs out, and, like, he, does, like, he, like, wants line. to turn it around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he wants to point the car the other direction, so they show him, like, turning it around the whole thing, like, doing a three-point turn, backing back up, and, like, putting it back into park, but reverse, and it's like, why? Why do we need this? I don't often say this, but I think the time would have been better served with more commercial breaks. It's yep. true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At least someone would be benefiting from that. <sighs> so after that, Science Man goes to the local college and starts rummaging through the cabinets of a biology classroom for no reason at all. Yes. Uh, and, and we're introduced well, to our main character, <laughs> Doctor <Dr>. Friendly Fire. <laughs> Doctor yes. Friendly Fire. Doctor Friendly Fire. I think his jerk. name was Martin, right? No, that was yeah, the other. No, no, Martin was the Mike. other guy. No, Mike. No, no, Michael is Michael. Yes. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, Martin was um, the guy at the party. The, yeah. the other side. The, the mayor man. from Jaws, kind of, but not really. Kind of, but like he wasn't he also a science guy? I don't understand. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's Does irrelevant. It matter? Who cares? No. It doesn't matter. No, it the important thing life. is that this is this scene with the uh, Doctor Friendly Fire is the first scene of the film where anyone gets decent lighting, and it's the skeletons. It's the skeleton <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Both of uh, them. <laughs> and then we establish such... Uh, this is also a really good portion of the movie where we establish a lot of the characters. Um, like, college student that uh, main science man, it, who's the teacher, is having sex with. Mm -hmm. And fat kid. 
Yeah, kid who gets shamed for being chubby. Yeah, the fact yes. that isn't ours. That's what. That's how the movie refers to him. Yeah, I'm not. Apologize. I'm not trying to say they literally call him fat kid at one point. Like they go like, that's oh, the name, fat yeah. guy. Yeah, did yeah, they ever name like, him besides the fat kid? Howard. I, don't think I actually so. remembered that. I actually yeah. remembered Howard. I I remembered Howard. I don't remember a lot of names in this movie, but I remembered Howard, and I made a point of remembering it because the movie tried to make us not know it by just calling him the fat kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Reasonable. I hated it so much I had to remember his name. That's fair. Because it sucked. <laughs> Dr. Friendly Fire is uh, doing a lesson with all of his 40-year-old students <laughs> oh he's sure teaching something uh and yeah. he's teaching about ant pheromones <laughs> yeah he's and... telling kids that ants have pheromones and uh skeletons on the outside <laughs> no no that's later that, that that's late that's in the bar that's later no i know yeah, that's a little like, later yeah well he probably told them that in the class and then they remembered it for later he was doing a pop quiz when it was the bar oh okay i yeah. feel like they shot this for a different monster movie and they just kept the dialogue? I don't know I... what the ant hive mind pheromone thing has to do with the dogs going crazy. Like I, I they don't know get... either. Well, at no point in the movie do they prove that that's the case anyway. So he no. it could just be he was completely full of shit. They even do an I, I experiment later on a dog, like to try and see if they can, I guess, induce the behavior, and it doesn't. It's just when the dog hears. The dogs, they're coming from the background. It goes crazy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the theory is, the setup of this is, that ants, as they gather in larger groups, um, because of their pheromones, they start thinking kind of like a hive mind, and they gain intelligence. They become smarter and more aggressive. Dun-dun-dun. And so, obviously, this can happen in d- dogs? D- d- yeah. Now I'm no science man. <laughs> no, hey, listen. Listen, I was assured by Lumberjack Scientist and Dr. Friendly Fire that that's how this works. The only so... thing they could have done to make him more of a science man was if he was carrying a beaker everywhere. <laughs> Instead, he was well, carrying a beer can everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the funny thing is that he talks about science constantly and stuff, and everybody's like, oh, you're the big science guy. But, like... Man, he looks like a fucking lumberjack with a goddamn beer in his hand every fucking scene. It's so weird. And he talks with a British act. Like, this character is so fucking disjointed. It is weird as shit. It almost makes him more human in a way. It's the one thing that gives him a bit of charisma is just how in wildly disjointed what he is is do you know what how i mean like much of a raging alcoholic he is on set and in every scene yes i agree it's his only character trait and they they give it to him for that's sure. not even a character trait that's the actor on set being a raging alcoholic i mean <laughs> that's a character trait. you know if they wanted to cast a raging alcoholic why didn't they just get cameron mitchell for this that movie? Was, that's what yeah, i was gonna right? say why, why is cameron mitchell not the one he, he would have shot all the scenes from like his office at home and it would have been fine you wouldn't would've have been, noticed would have been way better in any case so scientist man well the two scientist men then start talking about the dog maulings and stuff like that and they i don't know they kind of have like a big discussion honestly did any of you pay attention to the next 20 minutes of film? Because I feel yes. like it I, 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 I went did. right over me. A little bit. It was... But, like, this is a really hard movie to watch at the start. It gets better. But I felt like the start of it... It's not the most boring film that we've ever watched. But it is a lot of 
just people talking in very vaguely and stupid scientific quote-unquote terms that just make your eyes kind of glaze I don't know. The, the movie had my attention when it was Dog Ants. Yeah, Dog yeah, Ants. That yeah, that part... That specific scene I paid a lot of attention to, but there's a lot of, like, them just kind of sitting around talking after this that's kind of just boring as shit. The other problem with the boring shit is that we never know where they're at, we don't know what time of day it is, and scenes change the time of day within sometimes the same scene. Yeah, kind of in the minute of it, yeah. It doesn't they, make they any sense. They shooting it. Uh, they go to the bar after this, though, right? Actually, yes. now that I remember, yeah. Uh, well, the bar's of, after that. Uh, yeah. after, the, after the ant pheromone lecture... Uh, technically a cattle rancher dies, which is in right. the dark and you can't see anything. Yeah, so, sure. You've described the, most of the film. Congratulations. After the cattle rancher dies, we go into a bar, which is not lit and you can't see anything. <laughs> a, a common theme of this film. You can just stop yeah. saying that. There's nothing that's lit in this film. It's not well, the darkest movie I've ever seen, but it's, it's close. Well, there's... There, there's a couple scenes that are lit. There's that one scene where they had a overhead light, which looked terrible. And then there's yes. the other scene where they had the sun in a man's eyes and he was squinting the whole time because he couldn't see. <laughs> yes. There's one other time to bring up like the film being completely dark. And that's when I was, I believe I was talking about like how the film can't possibly be this dark. Oh, in like the that. morgue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, then, oh my god, I'm so glad at least this scene's lit, and then it immediately went, not to, like, slight dark, <laughs> but to entire pitch darkness. <laughs> pitch darkness! The moment, the moment after I said it. The student well, that he's she's... trying to have sex with. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, isn't this what ladies are into? I... I'm sorry, wait, uh, I... Maybe this is what, like, you know, all the British ladies are into, and he's just like, eh, you know. Yeah, famously, British chicks are into necrophilia. <laughs> yeah. Bad teeth and necrophilia. British <laughs> And also not being able to see anything British in any fire. fucking scene. Hey, hey, to be fair, it is lit right now. Nope. <laughs> 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 well, I had to open my big fat. What? Hold on. That... What? Did the did the power go out? What was that? It was fucking yeah. amazing timing. We you got talk... some Boixian timing on that oh, one. Oh, that was, was real so good. good. We were talking about the movie being real dark. Uh, so they're in the morgue. They're checking out the body of the cattle. Yeah, the cattle rancher actually. Yeah, yeah, because it's right after the bar scene. We should we should go to the bar scene first. The bar yeah, scene yeah. It essentially establishes it has science man drinking with his students, um, mm -hmm. which seems yeah very seventies, and he's like kind of arguing with them, and then he goes, "Oh, where do ants have their skeletons?" And the one guy's like, "Um, uh, is it is it on the?" the outside and he's like ah very good i see you've done science and just i don't know then the writers do a jab yeah. at other horror movies which is totally unearned it's amazing they're like he's like yeah like well the physics of that mean that you can't be any bigger than this and it kind of explains how that works and how you can't have large, large ants so he's like so movies that have ants that are big are fucking stupid oh, garbage yeah. they don't follow yep. real science not like our dog pheromone movie where dogs gain hive minds by smelling each other. <laughs> that makes it's perfect so sense. It's backed up by the science. It's 
fucking great. Like, he totally is just like, and he literally rags on those movies. He immediately is like, yeah, movies that show that shit are fucking dumb. Anyways, I'm going to bang my student. And he takes her out, and like, the, a cop comes in, and he goes, oh, we've got another mall. And he goes, yo, all right, hey, I, I know that we we're going to go and back to your house and shag, because I'm very British, but, uh, <laughs> hey, let's stop by the morgue first, like you do with your student. So they take her to the morgue, too, for reasons. I don't know. It's fucking wild. It's so weird. I don't know if this is just like, do we chalk some of this up to 70s shit or stupid yes. movie shit? Both. Yeah. Would I really expect more from the director of Elf? That's <laughs> no. what I'm going to have to ask myself. <sighs> and I don't think, I don't think I do. No. I don't expect anything from a man named Burt Brinkerhoff. <laughs> so they go to the morgue. And there's the mutilated cattle rancher, and scientist man is, like, examining him kind of thing, like, looking at the bites. And the girl in the background is, like, looking really sick because, hey, they're in a fucking morgue. Why did you take a mutilated corpse, mind you. Yeah, with, like, a mutilated, exactly. And then the lights go out, as uh, Urchin was saying, that this scene is finally lit. The first scene that actually has lights in the movie. It hurt <laughs> yeah they oh wait they also had oh my god who wants to explain the scene leading into this i had forgotten about this which you remember this? there was a scene after this i don't remember no there it. was a scene leading into this before when they're in the hospital and there's the guy oh that trying to fucking talk to thing the... yeah oh shit you know, i, I get forgot about or that should, should, who who wants to do it Who the fuck is this? Carl, what? Do you remember what it was you took? Was it acid? Mm-hmm. What? What? Injection of scary to death. You had the reefer. Hold on, is this a scientist? No, you know I don't know. It kind of looks like him if you, you know. I know it's all jarring. What is happening? What the fuck? Yeah. Well, give me a hand here. Oh, he's hooked on religion. Uh. Oh, okay. He, he must have drank the blood of Christ and had his flesh. I see. Okay, I'm just gonna guess that that's the uh, David stunt double. Yeah. Wait, you think there's gonna be stunts in this movie? Woo. That's asking a lot. Not it. I, I'll. You do? Okay. No, I said not it. <laughs> oh, not it. I'll fine. I'll do it. I'm excited about this. I almost forgot about this. This is one of the better scenes. In I movie. might have forgotten. Please remind me. It's fucking stupid as shit. Um, they go in like his, this is super padding for the movie. They come in and there's an extra who's because it's the hospital, right? Like the morgue's below the hospital. Oh yeah, this like, scene. Okay, I remember now. Where's Where's the doctor? And then like <laughs> the doctor is dealing with this guy and he's like. Um, what is going on? And he's like flailing his arms all over the place. And he's I like, it was what did, what did you take, man. Carl? What did you take? And he's like, did you take acid? And he's like, Jesus Christ, Carl. And he's like, oh, Jesus. And stands up and like waves his arms. This extra gives it his all and it rules. He's like hugging everybody. They have like a two or three minute scene of this dude like tripping balls in the stupidest way. Like, hugging people and struggling against the doctors and stuff. 
And the whole reason they have that is so that the doctor can go, I'm busy, uh, my other assistant will take you down to the morgue, and then they transition to the morgue. That's it! That's all they do with it! <laughs> Which no, reason. no one cares who takes no him to the morgue. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. And it's... I thought that was the like that. I thought that was Doctor Canadian Redneck for a moment because he looks kind of similar to him when it comes in. Yeah, yeah he, he has a bowl yeah. cut and a beard and like denim, and you're like, wait, is this? Hold it, what? And then you're like, no, wait, that's a different guy. But it's so like it does take a moment to kind of sink in that it's not the same person and because I they picked someone a... that's. Like, we joked that it was a stunt double. Like, it looks that way. I wasn't joking. I was serious. Yeah. It, it's, well, sure. But I mean, God, fucking weird, weird, weird scene. It like, does it, turn out, so, though, that you were right. I was optimistic thinking you would do any stunts. <laughs> yeah. There were no stunts in this movie except for, wait, no. Howard did a stunt. Oh, we'll get to that. He's the yes. only guy in the whole movie. He, well, he so, does a stunt. Okay. After the morgue scene, it's night again, because who the fuck knows what time of day it is in this movie. <laughs> and there's uh, one of the college kids who we were probably introduced to and immediately forgot, uh, motorcyclist kid, is riding on probably a I think moped. it might have been a random motorcyclist. Uh, I think it was like a dirt bike kind of thing. It wasn't a, a moped. Dirt? Okay. So he's on a dirt bike riding on the suburban streets, streets of dark lit area. Uh, and there's a couple dogs in the street sitting quietly, just kind of looking at him. Not blocking the road much either. You can just no, they, around them. they were kind of out to the side. And he, he panics and pulls his bike to the side and crashes. Yeah, he doesn't pull it over. He dumps it. <laughs> yeah, he dumps it. Yeah. And he's and, like, damn and, dogs, I, what are you doing in the road? And it's like, no, you're not. you're way overacting that. He was like, oh, damn dogs. Oh, no, my bike. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's What are fair. you doing, this dogs? Is... I, I could have killed you. Yeah. The real actor's about this... to show up. Oh, yeah, geez. you could call this person's performance understated. <laughs> and then the dogs are like, no, my arm. <laughs> yeah, my jacket. Oh, no, my jacket. My jacket. Oh, they're killing me. I mean, you can tell why this movie is so dark in this yeah. scene, because even with how incredibly dark this scene is, when the dogs grab him and he's going, oh, I'm being mauled, he's holding his arm up and it's like, it's very visibly much larger than his other arm. Like there's mm -hmm. the obvious like bite prop that they have like to uh, protect the, his arm underneath uh, the jacket. And it's, it's pretty obvious, even this dark. They're trying to just kind of cover for how slapdash their special effects and stuff are, though. And, and then the the actual best actor in the film shows up, which is seventies grandma. Uh, yes. Second, well, I mean, I, second, okay. eh, second best actor. That's true. That's One of true. the two. There's two. At the time, she was the best. That we because we didn't realize that other guy was the best actor yet. That's true. Yeah, Doctor Doctor Friendly Fire redeems himself uh, quite a bit later in this yeah. movie. <laughs> So, so, 70s grandma walks out of her house and is like, hey, dog, stop, stop killing that guy. <laughs> yeah. And her own dog runs out of the house to join in the murder. Yeah, and Joy's like, yes. hey, my own dog, also stop killing that guy. <laughs> and then she gets closer, it's like, oh no, they're killing that guy. <laughs> and, and now, now, they're, killing and now me. they're killing me. Oh, oh my god. I, I, the 70s, what? I guess. An interesting Just dog. go around them. Yeah, like, what? what? Damn dogs. I could have killed you or something. 
Yeah. Damn dogs. Oh no, my bike. Oh, beans. Oh no, you're killing me. Oh. Oh God. Dog, stop killing that man. Oh, that's not nice. Well, more specifically, killing that man's jacket. <laughs> well, his blood arm that very obviously has, like, the bite prop kind of thing. Well, again, that's probably why it's so goddamn dark. I guess <laughs> Grandma! Yay, killing a grandma! <laughs> but, 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 she but then it got like actually it. serious. Like, oh shit! That, she that sells it. She does a down. really good job. She scream. She, her screams and stuff sound actual real. But it's really funny because they transition from her going like, "Oh my god!" and doing all this like crazy screaming, doing a fantastic job of selling it, and then they cut back to motorcycle guy. And he's like. Because he's still alive, and he goes, yeah. no, stop attacking me. No, she has, like, these two different energy levels in the same scene, and it yeah. it works very well. Yep. And then she kind of gets dragged stiff-legged off, and he slowly collapses to the pavement because his arm got mauled so bad that he dies? I guess. I guess. Yeah. It's kind of how everyone dies in this movie. And everyone then... dies in very, very mundane maulings that are, like, one uh... tiny bite. From like a poodle, <laughs> and like I'm not talking about like a giant poodle because poodles comes in a bunch of sizes. We're talking about like like teacup chihuahuas and stuff are involved in the maulings. It's kind of amazing, <laughs> but I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Normally, no, they do not dog movies with maulings. One of the things I really wanted to talk about this. I mean, I, I guess I'll wait until a little bit later because it becomes really apparent during the dog show. So I'll, okay. I'll leave it for then. The, but the dog I show's coming up, but yeah, it's coming before up. the dog show, uh, the next day slash also night, because mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what is there time in this movie? Is there time? Does time move in this film? <laughs> the the coroner calls our uh, Canadian British redneck man mm -hmm. uh, to tell him, hey, we found another body of a motorcyclist who's also a student at that college, uh, and I don't know what he died from. Probably a Wait, motorcycle accident. Did they something. ever mention the grandma? No. Nope. 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 No. I mean, <laughs> she got dragged off. Maybe she just... Maybe they don't know that she's dead. Well, that doesn't... Yeah, you know, dogs dragging off a bloody corpse doesn't leave a trail or anything. Mm -hmm. No. No, of course mm -hmm. not. Um, but yeah, no, obviously he uh, died in a motorbike accident, as you can tell by all of the massive teeth marks throughout his entire body. Yep. <laughs> so good. That, like, Ground that's known for having jaws. Like, yes, true. There's this could, guy that be died... Anything. Yeah, there's this guy that died from a motorcycle accident. It's weird. Do you want to come and check it out? Which is great, because uh, I wanted to say this from the last morgue scene, because he goes back to the, the house with the girl as well, and she's like, oh, I'm willing to give you my everything. And he's like, everything? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, ah, you don't have booze. And he goes home. <laughs> like, that's yeah. basically it. But also, she's like, why did you take me into the morgue? Like, why were you there? And he's like, oh, I was curious, which is... That feels like not a reason that they let people into morgues to do police investigations, but what do I fucking know? And that's kind of why the coroner calls him on this one, I guess, because they're just like, Look. yeah, this guy died in a motorbike accident. You want to check out the cool corpse he left? And it's like, yeah, dude, let's go if check I may, it out. 
Anything mm-hmm. in this film can be justified by the idea that at one point a character describes estrogen as a pheromone. That's true. <laughs> no, not anyone. Not anyone. That's Dr. Friendly Fire does that. The guy that's the scientist, the literal biologist teacher, is like, hey, uh, what, if, what if they're spraying estrogen on each other and that's what's getting them excited? And it's like, and it's like, what? even I love that the other guy even calls him on it. He's like, that's not a pheromone. <laughs> like, even says yeah, that. What are you even talking like, about? That's what? not a pheromone. He's like, no, they're fair. What else would you call it? And, and we were like, a, a hormone? hormone? You idiot. Yeah, come on. Like, he literally <laughs> says, what else would you call it? Like, uh, could be anything. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, fucking hormone, so after, you the, after the worst coroner ever, <laughs> we finally have the dog show. Yes. Do you want to talk about that, Kim? Well, I want to talk about it just because of the fact that I, I, it brings up p- the thing about the dogs. And that, like, so it's a bunch of little kids. And when I say little kids, it's like six to eight year olds kind of thing mm-hmm. um, holding dogs. And they're doing a little, like, local community dog show. And normally in a dog movie like this, if you think of, like, Cujo, right? Like, mm-hmm. as that movie goes along, that dog gets more and more fucked up. Or when we watched Man's Best Friend. That dog, like, we we even noted it in that movie when we did that review. Uh, watch our previous episodes. Um, but when we watched that movie, there's a point in the movie where the dog gets, like, horribly injured. And so then it's all disfigured. And we're like, okay, now it's going to go on the rampage. Because, like, yeah, now it looks fucking scary. It's covered in blood. Like, big True. growling dog. And you also got, like, a big dog. Like, a big scary dog. Like, a big St. Bernard or, like, a Rottweiler. Like, Greta in The Cutest Satan Dog of All Time. Uh, in one of our early episodes. God, I can't remember the name of the movie right now. Uh-huh. Anyways. Um, but, like, that was a, a Rottweiler, right? Like, they they pick dogs that people identify as scary. Rottweilers, pit bulls, German shepherds. Dogs that can do you harm. This movie picks, like, miniature schnauzers, cocker spaniels, like, wiener dogs. Like, <laughs> what the fuck Shepherd is dogs. happening yeah. like they do show there are some ger- there's a lot of german shepherds for the actual some of the actual maulings later but like in a lot of the scenes where people are being chased they show a lot of like really tiny little well-groomed like dogs that look like they should be in a dog show like they, they cgi tim allen in as the shaggy dog yeah <laughs> yeah but like there's like really shaggy fluffy like nice looking small toy dogs in this fucking movie and it's just the weirdest thing because it doesn't it's already really really hard like urchin was saying this beforehand that it was going to have uh the problem of night of the lepus like you mm. another yeah. dog movie where that's a rabbit really it's a rabbit movie oh, rabbit movie sorry um where they but where they struggle with showing animals as being scary they're right? too cute. It's impossible but, to make them look scary. And the only trick these movies have to make them look scary is slow-mo. Yeah. yeah. They do and slow-mo, it does not work. They do slow-mo, and then they, like, ADR a bunch of... Over top of it. Even though the dog obviously isn't making those noises. Right? You have to pick something and stick to it. You can't just show every breed. Like, yeah. Those aren't... Yeah. There's nothing scary about that. They're cute little doggos that want hugs and pets. They're, they're Sundance and Dickens and Barron. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing I was going to get into. Yes, so the... the you, do you want to go ahead? You should go in, Erton. You should describe this dog show, because the dog show fucking rules. Okay, I'll see what I can do. So it's taking place in, like, I guess it's like a high school football field or something. Yeah. And it's one of the first well-lit scenes in the film, because we're just in sunlight for once. 
Mm-hmm. So bonus, there, there's a bonus there, and it's just a bunch of like kids with dogs, dogs that are way too big for those kids to be able to like meaningfully control. Mind you, it it doesn't seem like a very good idea for a dog show, but whatever. No, some of them are really big. <laughs> and yeah, they're just going to each dog, and like the lady is talking to like asking the kids like the names, and like they're going through. And w- was it Dickens the one where the kid just went off script? Peter Sellers come into this movie, please. We need to do notes on which the best dog is, though. Oh, yeah, good point. There's a lot of good dogs. Oh, Sundance! I've heard Sundance and Baron so far. Yes, Sundance and Baron. I think that's Sundance. What was it? Dickens. 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 Oh, that's a marvelous name. That's not a very good name. A boy name. I'm sorry. Where she comes over and she goes, What's your name? And he's like, I'm Bruce, or something. And she's like, What's your dog's name? And he's like, Dickens. And she's like, Okay, that's nice. And the actress goes to turn away and he's like, That's a boy's name. And she goes, Oh, okay. (laughs) That's a very, like, six year old thing to do. That's really good. And, okay, so who's everybody's favorite dog in this scene? It's gotta be Sundance, I think. Yeah, I think Sundance. See, I I was on the Sundance train, but hear me out. I would like to try and convince you to join Team Dickens. Hashtag Dickens for me, because Sundance is a very, very cute shaggy dog, and we don't see Dickens at first. I actually wasn't sure if they even had a dog for that kid at first. <laughs> but then, a second later, they start showing the dogs doing tricks, and Dickens does a hot stunt. Oh, he stands true. up and does the spin, and that was oh, fucking yeah, great. Oh, yeah, good point. That was the, he was the, like, gray and white shaggy dog that does a really good stand on his back legs and then, like, spin around a couple times for the kid. And no other dog does a hot stunt like that, so I, I think Team Dickens yeah. No, I'm going to change my vote. Yeah, I'm Team Dickens now. You're right. No, all right. I'm, I'm all Sundance. You can Sundance fuck off. Butch Dickens and the look, Sundance look, dog. Dickens is a boy dog, okay? God. So anyway, something yeah. something else happens at the dog show though. Yeah. Um, do you want to keep going or should I go? Let me go. I'll I'll go, go for it. Go for it. Okay. Go so one of the dogs, I forget which one. It was Sundance was actually. It, so was this it is Sundance. It was yeah, Sundance. this is another knock against Sundance. I I remember. Hey, listen, I don't remember the human characters. <laughs> but you show me a bunch of good dogs and name them. I'll remember that, friend. I will absolutely. So Sundance starts going a little crazy and barking with 80-yard barks that are clearly not that dog. Um, And by crazy, I mean somebody off-screen was, like, holding a toy up and the dog was barking at it. Yeah. (laughs) And so everybody in the crowd start getting a little weird as the other dogs also start barking with the same 80-yard voice uh, at everybody else and sort of, like, aggressively jumping towards people in the crowd a little bit but they're were still they on a leash really? a little bit a little not bit really not they were kind of just like moving or like they were kind of doing yeah. that like excited they're, they're doing that like excited dog thing that like when another yeah. dog barks and they start kind of like running in circles and barking mm-hmm. themselves it was that kind of a thing but like pure terror threatening. pure terror yes yeah so so woman <laughs> grabs the children and takes them away from the dogs and then the entire crowd just says just fucking run for 
Some, some yeah. are still holding the dog's leashes, though. Those dogs are barking. So it was amazing. So, okay, so what you were saying, like you were saying, she says, children, put the leashes down very carefully. Okay, very, very slowly. Yeah, let them go quietly, so they can attack you. Very <laughs> slowly, quietly walk over to us. And they do it really slowly and quietly. And all the dogs sit there really nice. And mm-hmm. like you were saying, you showed they showed images of the dogs at that point, and they're obviously very much on leashes still. Like the leashes mm-hmm. are still taut, even though the kids have walked away. But then, then she's like, "Okay, now that you're here, fucking run, Jesus, fucking run, oh my god, go!" And it's like, yeah, okay, now the dogs are fucking chasing these people because yes, that's that's what dogs do when you do that. <laughs> Weirdly enough, point, you can't just incite like they're predator instincts that way and like their play instincts and bolt and scream and expect the dogs not to chase you (laughs) there's one thing i want to make really clear to the audience right now who did not watch this movie none of these people have heard anything about dog attacks no any of them exactly none of them yeah yeah no there's no lead up to this in the slightest it fucking rules it's just like why are they acting like these are just dogs that started vaguely snarling and everybody just fucking flips and it rules it's such a stupid scene they're like trampling each other like they very literally show people getting trampled a couple times in these chase scenes it's true and it yeah, it's so good a bit later i don't think anyone gets trampled in this one uh i'm pretty sure somebody did there's definitely a lot of people like tripping over themselves and things like that too for sure like it it is a panic it's not just like a run it is a panic like which is totally unjustified. <laughs> like, a couple of nice little dogs and, like, one or two big ones that well, vaguely Even if they bark. were killer dogs, like, this entire crowd of people doesn't all need to panic. That's no. <laughs> no, not at all. It's amazing. So after that scene, which happens in very clearly daylight, we're, uh, there's technically some pointless scene where, like, the mayor calls the governor. We're gonna ignore that because it doesn't mean anything. And yeah, who cares? Literally worthless. So after that scene, it's now pitch black night again, and our group of village people, which is the sheriff, a construction worker, the coach, (laughs) (laughs) and a bunch of cowboys, and a bunch of cowboys, are are in the middle of nowhere, dark, no lighting except for a couple flashlights near some rock, camping out, eating beans with guns in their hands, watching out for... Dogs? Drinking Fortifier. Fortifier, yes. Fortifier. Yes. Definitely not whiskey or whatever. Uh, and then they get attacked by yeah. by dogs, I guess. Yeah, because they're out supposed to be, like, looking out for all the dogs that are running around, I guess. Like, they're trying to... They're trying to stop the dogs from attacking or, like, find out where the source of this is from. So they all go out into the woods in the middle of the night as you would do because that seems like a really good way to find out what's going on um and then they when they hear the dog siren the dog siren the dog siren is this the first dog siren we hear i think it is no nope no it's the first we noticed (laughs) what's that what's what dogs they're coming they're coming (laughs) You keep on hearing this weird siren and stuff. Is that like a supposed to be dog howls, or yes. is there like a sinister force? What the hell force is that? No, it's supposed to be dog howls. I think it's Satan. I never heard anything like that before. Whatever it is, it's coming this way. That is a dog howl. Why? 
I mean, I mean, that's not a dog. No, it's, it's not, not a dog. But that's what they're trying to make to it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a siren of some kind. Yeah. Every time the dogs go wild, they have that. It's going to turn time. out it was when just they... some kid with like a Walkman or somebody with a boombox standing in the background. <laughs> just playing yeah, a start... sound. Like air raid siren, but they kind of put a weird howl effect on it. Like it's got a bit of a howl at the beginning, and I I think it's supposed to be a dog howl. It's it's weird because yeah. my feeling on this movie is it almost seemed like the dog pheromone thing was tacked on later, and Maybe. they wanted to have it as like. The, there was some kind of noise that was driving the dogs insane, but because everybody always goes like, "What's that noise?" So it doesn't seem like because you'd know what dogs barking sound like, and I mean this doesn't sound yeah. like dogs barking or howling. It's a weird siren sound, and everybody goes like, "Oh my god, what's that noise?" And then the dogs attack always right after that, and it's kind of played like it's the dogs making it, but like, what the fuck did they kill him to get a megaphone? Two like, points on doing? that, if I may. Mm -hmm. Hey, that would have been a much better movie because that makes yes. a hell of a lot more sense. Because yeah, yes. dogs like noise. Yeah, that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. dog whistles. Okay, perfect sense. Other point is though that was as I mentioned during the watch. That was probably the only thing that was even vaguely like creepy about the film because yeah. it's kind of a creepy noise. Yeah, yeah it's mildly kind of. I'm not giving the film too much credit here. I'm giving it no. just a teensy bit. Yeah, no, it's mildly unsettling. Like, I, I agree with you. It actually felt like, it is a noise that is like, it's, because it's, it feels half organic and half, like, digital or mechanical. Yeah. Like, it, because it's got like that siren it's sound unnatural. to it. It's unnatural. Yeah. Yeah, but they also yeah. do like a very, like I said, like, it, it kind of has, I don't know exactly what they did do it, but it kind of has like a, at the beginning that sounds kind of howlish at the beginning of whenever they do that sound and it holds for a really 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 long time like it just goes like this like steady tone eventually which that that's always just kind of an unnerving noise to hear like it's just whenever you hear a steady tone like that because that's such an unnatural and like we equate it with like air raid sirens and things like that that it it is always an unsettling sound so it was a decent sound it's not amazing but it's Something. If they'd lean into it, it could have been something, but no, yeah, dog, they'd dog estrogen, sure, it. why not? Sure. <laughs> Anyways. The dogs take mauled. out the village people. Yeah. yeah. Except for oh, the God. sheriff, who shoots one of them, crawls to his car, which we thought would make him a character, but they just did that to pad the movie, and he dies anyway. Yeah, he dies He dies immediately in there. Yeah, they do this big yeah. scene of him, like, crawling away as he's bloodied, and he's getting into his car, and, you're like, and then he picks up his radio... And then he collapses and dies, and they forget about him entirely. And it's like, oh, they could have at least had a dog this. in the car there to kill him or like something. Like, in the back seat. Something. Yeah. It could have been the, the like, raptor in the car from Jurassic Park scene. Something. That would have been great. If they'd have done something <sighs> like that, it would have been much better. But they're well, not the good enough. But yeah, he just, he just falls asleep. <laughs> yes. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, he had a very messy burger, so he's covered in ketchup, and then he just naps. Oh yeah, that could be it. Yeah. So yeah. after after that night scene, I we move on to the Schrodinger's nudity scene. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, that happened Where, before the dog gassing. It did. Okay. 
It so is, it's uh, they're around the same time. No, no, dog like guessing because my uh, my dog, dog guessing note is before my uh, yeah. Oh, my okay. Bra yeah, note. There's a lot of Schrodinger stuff in this because they literally <laughs> make Schrodinger's dog. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, redneck Canadian British man, science and Doctor Friendly Fire and Doctor yeah. Friendly Fire are at the college, I think, outside. Yeah, and they have an oxygen tank which they're claiming is full of. Dog estrogen gas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no! Didn't they say it was like some other thing? Like, didn't they say that they were trying to like overcome like the dog pheromones or whatever? I think they said it was I, a different gas. Maybe they, they take know, a dog, like, put it in a cage. Either way, is, it doesn't make sense because no, the, on the one no, hand, absolutely not. How would they get dog pheromones if they're doing that? And why would they want to make it wild? And then the other thing, yeah. on the other hand, the, the, the side opposite that is like you, like you said, because they did mention, they're like, oh, well, maybe we can, like, uh, deploy a gas to override it. This dog is calm. Yeah. So what would it fucking prove to spray it down with a bunch of gas in an enclosed container besides, oh, look, we killed a dog by fucking... Like you're saying, it. you're saying container. Yeah, it was, it was a wooden <laughs> box with plastic wrap around it. Yeah, that is not a container. But they make Schrodinger's experiment here, right? So they hook up like a poison gas to a box, cover it up, and seal it. And then they're like, "All right, let's see if this dog is actually dead or alive." Oh wait, we'll never know until we collapse the waveform and open up the box. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. the dog collapses the waveform for us. Yes, the dog does for us. Um, he kind of, like, falls asleep uh, while they're doing this experiment. See, like, I think that these scenes happen simultaneously because I think that they they're back do and that forth. part of it. Yeah. And then they go to the, the nudity scene or they go to another scene for sure anyways in between here. And then the dog, eventually the dog breaks out essentially. Like, they, they hear the dog siren, the dog goes wild and grips down the bars even though there's very obviously no bars when it rips out of yeah, this it, cage when you say it rips out it just it casually walks out of the no, cage yeah, it just leaves. It, yes <laughs> and then they show the broken bars which is like wow that is a strong dog and then <laughs> like just it, it just like a, almost like a terminator 2 like liquid metal thing through it it's yeah, kind of they don't incredible. comment on it at all no, no not even a little happens. bit yeah it just happened they're like man that dog dog going wild and it's like but it it, like, broke steel bar. Like, what the fuck did it do? Like, it's like, the bars are broken. Like, it rips this thing apart, supposedly. And it's... Yeah, my like, theory they... my theory was that it was a pre-broken cage, and that's why he actually was putting the plastic over it. Yeah. Maybe? God. Well, I mean, in the, it certainly was in actuality. In the movie, it doesn't make well, any sense. So, Look, Schrodinger's we, nudity scene, though. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to that. That is an important scene. They needed to pad the movie even further. And they wanted to show some skin. So yep. they got a uh, super woman who turns horny, horny whenever she puts woman. on her glasses. Mm -hmm. Horn-rimmed glasses lady. Yes. She's at home, and she starts undressing. We were not sure if they were going to show skin. I was dead certain they wouldn't. Because I was, was pretty certain so they wouldn't. I figured shot bra. like they would, though. <laughs> yes. I figured bra and try and make it titillating, because... The thing is, as context, is this is a TV movie. If we yeah. didn't know it was a TV movie, it would have been much harder to know. But knowing that it was a TV movie, it, it made it... There was no way they were going to get full skin. So they kept padding it out by having her walk back and forth in the bedroom, doing nothing, and then slowly removing one button, and then moving back and forth, and then another one, and then this, and then that. 
Um, they do like a quick shot of like her shoulders, but you can clearly see the thing that's like holding her boobs in, so they don't show anything. Well, she's yeah, got just... like napkins. Taped it's something to her weird. Breasts. Yeah, she's yeah. got like. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say because you were initially saying, "Oh, so we're gonna see up here," but the, the, you didn't see the bra because there's no straps on. It's like, oh, she's clearly wearing a bra. But then it was how we were both wrong. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a bra at all. It was just that the camera operator had it too low, and I guess when they were like editing it, they're like, "Eh, whatever, keep it in. It's fine." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what they did. Yeah. It, and I was saying uh, at this time. Congratulations to this lady. Yes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Don't get naked for this movie. This movie sucks. And she was way too good to get naked for it. So like Not I said, she even made off two camera ch- should she get naked. No. Yeah. No, exactly. Well, I mean, because that's not... Let's be honest. That's normally why they put it in. The director is yeah. like, hey, I can be a director. Um, okay, so how much nudity can we put in this scene so that I can film it? Like, that... That feels like it's a thing that happens a lot. It was slightly movie. tasteful in that the only thing they showed was a shower curtain over as she was laying on the ground. And it was like a clear one, but they covered the part where her butt was. So Yeah, they covered I'll her take up, it. so she was probably wearing it. some... I, I imagine she was wearing some clothing underneath yeah. that, honestly. It, it looked like she would have been. Yeah. So, um, her, yeah, so she, gets she was second top billing. That's her only two scenes in this film. Yeah. She shows up at the party for five seconds to be real horny over scientist man so that we know that he's sexy because, holy shit, he ain't sexy. And then (laughs) she does this, like, uh, scene with the guy that she was with where she's like, I'm not gonna fuck you, goes inside, showers, and then dies. So after that death, which was completely pointless and doesn't mean anything, uh, we're moved to our character's Canadian-British redneck science man and Dr. Friendly Fire are in the uh, sheriff's station slash yeah, they go to the station. Station. college Break office in. they made look like a station. Yeah. And and some yeah, cop probably. just comes falling out of the closet, which at, that raises a lot of fucking questions about how that dog killed that guy. Really? Was he no. there before? <laughs> and then... Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of that when it no. happened. I don't know why. He's in the locked closet, dead. How did that happen? And then... Huh. Mm-hmm. So, so the the cops have been taken out. So it's up yes. to our our two scientists to unlock the guns and take them with us, which leads us to the doctor friendly fire scene. Urchin, I bless you with this scene. Yes. So they leave the police station. Is it like right outside? The they go to the mayor's house. They, I don't Pretty, quite remember. Yeah, I don't, oh, know, I don't know if okay. they drive there or not. It doesn't really matter. No. So there he is, uh, struggling with the dog, as you do, and. So, Dr. Redneck Canadian Scientist Man and Dr. Friendly Fire come up, and Canadian Scientist Man's like, yeah, Dr. Friendly Fire, who, by the way, we, we mm. did forget one detail. When, when when they were in the police station, like, and he handed Dr. Friendly Fire the gun, Dr. Friendly, like, the actor did a really good job of acting like he had no idea what the fuck this mm-hmm. thing he's been handed. Yeah, how to hold it, or what to do like, with it. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, and as somebody who's handled a few like, firearms what? and done some firearms classes and seen like people um, new trying to do firearms courses, that's what people that haven't handled a firearm before do with a firearm. Because he looks at it and he's just like, it, it, once you get handed a firearm the first time, most people react as like, oh shit, this thing's fucking dangerous. Like, 
it, it hits you when you grab it. And he does a good job of portraying that, where he's just kind of like somebody that's like, oh, damn. Um, hmm, yeah, I guess I need this, but also, shit, I've never held these, and this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... Uh... Yeah, this is the first inkling we got that this guy was actually the best yes. actor Yeah, in he's kind of shaky about it, like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I, I guess I need this, but also, man, this is a death machine. <laughs> like, and yeah, that's... So yeah, that, that's very important setup mm-hmm. for what's about to happen, because... Dr. Scientist Man, who I guess has probably used a gun before, just like, says, yeah, you you go ahead. Just, yeah, so Dr. I, love, I love that. Dr. Friendly Fire walks up, picks up the gun, and I, I remember saying very clearly, oh, God, I really hope he just shoots the guy and misses the dog entirely. Like, please let that happen, movie. Please. Which is something this, clearly, and, this movie clearly like, wouldn't do. Like, that, no. that's a stupid thing to do. There's no reason for it to do no. it. Shoot, shoot the guy, please, please. Please miss. No! Yeah, I don't know how to hold this yes! shit. Yes! He missed! Yes! I, oh, what? He did? Yes! Yes! Oh. And then, like, a bright, shining light from the heavens that should probably have been used to light yes. some of the other scenes in this movie. Uh, <laughs> he just shoots the mayor oh! right in the goddamn chest. Just fucking kills the guy. The dog's the dog, died. And the dog... Well, the dog falls over initially cause for a couple of seconds. So like, did he get them both? And the dog just, like, jumps yep. up and runs away. Yeah. It's it's actually really it's good really comedic good. timing. Yeah, and he's like, oh, shit, I fucking killed him. And it's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> shot him good. <laughs> And he sells that shit. Like, he looks devastated. Yeah, it's actually done... I would have really liked to have seen them use this. It sucks that it was... Yeah, it would have been great, wouldn't it? Like, it's such a great scene and done so well, and it does such a good setup for his character. Like, I'm making fun of it, but this is actually a heavy scene, and it does a really good job of, like, making it feel very real, because this is somebody who's... It doesn't belong in this movie at all. This movie is so unrealistic and so poorly acted, and then suddenly this guy fucking swoops in like an angel, fire kills the mayor, and like has this huge existential crisis where he's like in the house and his hands are shaking. He's like, like I I killed him. Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, I don't know what to do, man. Like, people are dying, and like, and he really fucking sells it. Like, he looks scared, and like that's a realistic thing that you can think about. Like, when you get into these situations. You don't turn into fucking Rambo, right? Like, this is a no. guy who's never shot a gun before. So, of course, he's going to miss the dog while he's struggling with a guy on the ground. Like, that scene made perfect sense. I mean, other than um, lumberjack scientists deciding to just kind of be like, nah, man, you got yeah, this. Yeah, you got this, bro. Another guy's, like, shaking, raising his gun, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You take the shot, you dumbass. But besides that... If only there was a way yeah. I could have prevented this. Well, oh, I, well. I got my beer, though. How can I put two hands on this gun while I'm holding a right. beer? <laughs> so so our, our two scientists split up. <laughs> Dr. Friendly Fire goes back to the college to try and save the college kids of his class. And our... Uh, hero... Question mark? Canadian-British redneck science man goes to get the college student that he's banging... To make sure she's safe. Yep. I guess. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's it. kind that of back exactly and forth it. between the two for a bit. Yeah. So, I guess, should we start with the stuff that happens at the uh, college girl's house? 
Sure, because that stuff is uninteresting. Yes, that's less interesting. <laughs> and the other stuff is good. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we had the both. <laughs> yeah, so he goes into her house. The first thing he thinks is, hey, do you have something I can drink? My beer just ran out and I really need something. <laughs> yep. Oh, and also, are you okay? <laughs> he does have his priorities straight, though. He knows what movie. He knows what movies he's in. Listen, I said that I respected that woman for not getting naked for this film. I respect David McCallum for not realizing this film was shit and just being plastered for every scene. I, I don't so think like, he was even acting. Well. He was like, "Hey, do you have something?" No, for that's what set? I mean. I like, need something I, for this scene. <laughs> If you're going to be in this movie... I need some yeah, fortifier, please. If you're going to be in this movie, like, at least let them feed you booze the whole time and just have fun yeah. with it. So, yeah, he gets oh. he sits there and gets crunk and then uh, locks all the windows and stuff in the house and the doors and uh, starts having a conversation with her, explaining that all the dogs are going crazy and they're killing everybody. And as he's having the conversation, we see a dog uh, jump in through a window on the second floor. Somehow. Some, how? I... Oh, it is. It should be noted she's also been holding a yeah. dog this entire she's time. Holding a tiny, cute, <laughs> that has a really cute little puppy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I just I I have to do yeah, that. Yeah, why did that dog at never at any point never like suddenly oh, latch onto her? Nothing. Yeah. Like, that's what I was waiting for. It no, never no, happened. They to have that cheesy shit of like this tiny little dog mauling the hell out of her, but they never. That see, here's the answer. That would have required a little bit of special effects because that is a small dog, and they didn't. That have dog would not have bit her. Effects. And also, it, no, they, that would have been interesting and funny and weird. And this movie does not have that in it. So as the dogs come in from the second story window down the stairs into the kitchen, uh, they get pushed into the garage and mm. lock the door, and then the dogs apparently leave go outside and start trying to break in through the side of the garage door. And as they're doing that, our main characters start boarding it up. Because that, that'll that stop them. But it doesn't, because there's fucking holes in the bottom of the garage. Yeah, what is the purpose of those there's like Are they two vents? of them. Are they... Dog-sized. They're, they're dog murder holes for when you get murderous dog attacks. You have to have an, a way just, for the dog murderers to get into, just, into the house. That is the dog only fucking purpose for those. It's amazing. For no reason. Yeah, there's like... Because at first it was like, okay, is this a doggy door? Maybe maybe she has a garage doggy door. And so he boards it up, and we're like, okay. I mean, it's weird. It doesn't really look like a doggy door. Well, maybe, but, but that would... Also, there's no doggy door in, like, the door from the garage into the house. But it's like, so but why, it's like okay, maybe, maybe yeah. that makes sense. Maybe you have two doggy doors. But then, he, as as he boards up that one, they go, oh, there's God! And there's one. a second fucking door, like... Five feet down, like little doggy door thing, and it's like, okay, what the fuck are these things? It's amazing. And then he starts kicking at the dogs, so of course yeah. they maul his leg because dumbass, <laughs> like yeah. they're, they're biting. You can't. Well, they they maul the part of his leg that never yes. went into the hole. Ah, my dog, my flesh leg. How? Why did I put my flesh leg next to this murder dog? That's really good. They get inside of a car that's parked in the garage, and they hold out there for the night. That's their scene. We'll get back to them later. Mm-hmm. That's their Night of the Living Dead side of this. That's their Night of the Night Living of... Dead. Yeah, we we're saw that movie and we can Dawn. also do yeah. that scene. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to Professor Friendly Fire. Dr. Friendly Fire. The real movie. The real so, movie. So he's Good. now at the college and has grouped like 40 college kids into one room. 
to tell them what's going on. Does somebody want to describe kind of what's happening here? Not sure. I mean, like, he's just kind of, there's shirtless kid and party girl that's dancing at the top of the stairs. Yeah, that was, why is there <laughs> a shirtless? The top why? Of the I, I think that they were just trying to go for, like, these are college kids that aren't taking it seriously because that kind of comes up later. Um, and they're, he's like, guys, like, no, this is real. Like, stay inside here. Don't go anywhere. Um, we're going to board up. We need to call the police. Uh, like, like call somebody else, wait for morning. Um, for now, we need to just be very careful. And he's kind of explaining all of it. And then they go, where's the fat kid? Uh, they, or they say, like, where's Howard? And he goes, oh, the fat kid? Or something like that. Uh, it's something Yeah, like that's that. what it was. And... They were like, it was exactly oh, I, that. I think that he's gone. And he's like, oh, shit, I better go and find him. So he takes his gun and leaves. And he goes, don't leave. And then we go to uh, the most. Where? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Audience, just think to yourself, where do you think that the movie that is just blatantly calling this guy fat, where do he you think he went? Anywhere. He could have gone pa- to I, Yeah, let's pause he for 10 seconds. He could have gone to arm himself. Yeah, he could have gone to arm himself. He could have. Yeah. He could be out with a girlfriend. Could have um, gone home. Seen, like just a late left. night movie. Maybe just like out for a nice night walk. Yeah. Um. Maybe he went back to his his dorm to grab something. Let's give a, a five seconds of silence for everybody to ponder in their head where this movie will go with it. Okay, so he's breaking into the fucking. He was the fucking kitchen. Yeah, the kitchen. Eat some goddamn food. Uh. <laughs> He breaks into the college kitchen literally to steal milk. Yeah, to a, steal car- a carton of a milk. A carton of milk. <laughs> I mean, murder implies intent. Manslaughter, at least. Your roommate? Who's your roommate? Howard Kaplan. Howard. Fat boy, you mean? Yeah. He was hungry. <laughs> what? Really? I think he went to the commons. It's a scholarship job. He's got keys. All right. I'll go get him. You wait here. Make sure no one leaves the room. Well, they gave that guy one character trait, I guess, and that's how they're going to refer to him. Yeah. 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 I mean, we also had said that, oh, God, is he, like, sneaking in to eat food or Probably. something? Uh, yep, this looks like a kitchen to me. Dude, do just so, breaking into the freezer. I'm really hoping Jack Nicholson or Velociraptor's in there right now. <laughs> Damn. Or maybe a Velociraptor with Jack Nicholson's face. What is the? I don't. He wanted some milk. Sure. Grown boy milk. needs some milk for the bones. This is a really stupid scene. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was expecting to come out with, like, you know... Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess maybe that's cookies? Yeah, I think that... Or? What? Muffins? I don't... It's Schrodinger's breakfast. Sticking with the whole gun thing, huh? That, that's, maybe he has a hangover and he's still drunk or something. Maybe, maybe it's the milk from a clockwork orange? Mm. What? Where? How? Where? Oh man, he's gonna have a party with all these good puppos. What are you guys doing there? Aww. 
I'm gonna say my first response wouldn't be climb on terror and fear. And then he like sits there and just chugs from the full fucking carton like a goddamn animal. And, and some muffins or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think they were cinnamon buns. Yeah, like, I don't know exactly. Yeah, yeah I think pastry. they were like cinnamon buns. But he, he he walks over and there's a bunch of cinnamon buns that are out already. So I don't know if he'd already gotten those or if he just was like, oh, cool, cinnamon buns too. And just starts gorging himself. And college gu- professor guy, uh, Dr. Friendly Fire... Knows immediately, ah, it's the fat kid. He's in the kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) And he just shows up there, but not before the dogs get there. The dogs get there, and he jumps on top of the um, table, and the dogs are sitting there barking at him, and it's like a couple of Cocker Spaniels. They're so cute. That are very unthreatening. (laughs) And a German Shepherd. I was going to say, and a German Shepherd that's the actual muscle to back them up. And uh, it's it's so good. So there's like these two cute little dogs, and then one big scary quote unquote. I'm I'm using scary in the loosest sense. <laughs> yeah. Dog behind them. He was honestly it's a pretty a really cute. cute they're obviously just waiting there for pets or whatever, right? Like they're not. They're yeah. yeah they're incredible. Well, and that actually comes up because then the doctor goes. Doctor Friendly Fire goes. Throw them your food! So the kid starts throwing food to them, and then they have to. The German Shepherd doesn't get distracted, though, because he's the muscle. And so he has to try and shoot the dog, but he hasn't reloaded the gun? Dr. Friendly Fire oh, aims at Howard. 100%. Well, he's like, well, that doesn't I happen yet. That doesn't happen yet. That doesn't happen yet. That doesn't happen yet. I was really that hoping for it. doesn't yet. He. He's gained a does, taste for human blood. Happen, but it doesn't yes. happen later. doesn't happen yet, but it does happen. <laughs> no, but he yeah, first it, it clicks, the dog. And he misses, because there's nothing there. So he just clubs the fucking dog. And the dog dies. Like, the dog just falls over and dies. Like, And like it looks blind. like it has, like, a bullet wound. It's kind of... Uh, what? Something. But then Howard and him run outside, and he's like, oh, we better get back to the students. In the meantime... The students have been like, this one big jock guy goes, Ah, fuck this, I ain't staying here, I wanna go for my midnight walk. I have no idea why they're leaving this building. It's the middle of the fucking night and it's like their dorms or whatever. But he's like, alright, I'm just gonna leave. So they go and, like, walk out, and as they're walking, of course, they get chased by dogs, a bunch of people get mauled by them, and then they make it into another building that's kind of in the same area and just lock themselves in there instead. It, it could might be, the be the same, same building. Yeah. It's hard to really exactly. tell. It probably was based on what their filming is, but they kind of make it seem like a different one. Um, and then Howard, because I don't want to call him fat guy, because that sucks. Uh, and Doctor Friendly Fire start walking towards that, and they see all the dogs, and they go, "Oh shit!" And then go ahead, boys. I guess Howard just leaves. Yeah, right? Howard runs to go inside, right? Yeah, and. I forget exactly. I forget exactly. I was leaving it for you because this is exactly the scene that you were talking about where Dr. Friendly Fire, Howard starts running away and yeah. he goes, no, wait, we've got to be careful. And so he picks up the gun and points it at Howard. He does, yeah. He does, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah the fucking he sure does. Him. And it's like, dude, <laughs> like Urchin said, he's got to taste kill for blood. Again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? And then he, he tries to pull the trigger and he's like, all right, it doesn't work. And he throws the gun away. He throws like it away. Yeah. yeah. Fucking and then, idiot. so Howard runs up to the glass door that all the college kids are standing next to. 
watching these dogs patiently wait outside just be like hey you gonna give me a treat or uh... yeah the dogs <laughs> sit the dogs stop attacking and sit down really calmly and wait and like all the students even remark on that they're kind of like oh my god like they're just watching us and then he runs past them and they don't do anything to no. him no he just manages to get to the yeah. no problem anyway. uh, so he's at the door this glass door that I should yes. just reiterate for no reason whatsoever is very yep. real glass. Yeah, no, it won't come up at all. I'm sure that that's that's irrelevant. It's very obviously real glass. Don't don't worry about that. Though. A German Shepherd and Howard go through the glass door. With <laughs> 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 and when we say go through the door, we mean they they don't open it and go through. They no. they go through the glass. This non-safety glass door. Very obviously not safety glass. We're pretty sure this actor got some very real nasty cuts during this scene. That looked fucking scary. I was like, oh, Jesus. Because, like, safety I... glass breaks in a very specific way. It has that mm. really, like, spider webby white kind of look to it. Like, it, it shatters into a lot of very, very small Yeah, very pieces. small pieces. Like, you're not going to get hurt by those. Yeah. That's why it's safety this glass. does not do that. No, it was like giant jagged chunks of glass just yeah, flying it was all bad. over. It was bad. So so the dogs kill every single person that was in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like four or five of them versus like 50 people. Yeah. All of them dead. And in the morning, uh, like a little bit after, you see Dr. Friendly Fire walking around, looking at all the corpses, putting his head in his hands, sitting down, and be like, oh god. I can't believe I killed all these people. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. the dogs definitely didn't do it. There was only no, five dogs. There were like five. He must have shot at least a couple of them. <laughs> and I mean, to that end, I would like to posit to you, we never see the dogs mauling people in any of the scene. If this no. is the movie, if you love movies where they have lots of tight camera shots of the set camera zooming in and out as women scream into the camera <laughs> as loud as There's possible. There's so many of them. Do we have the movie for you? Because it is a good three or four minutes of that while we do this whole thing. Uh, in the morning, after we see Dr. Doctor Friendly Fire being real sad about all of his college students being dead, uh are two other characters that we know. Uh, They're not characters. Student girlfriend <laughs> and Canadian-British redneck science man uh, wake up in the car in the garage. Like, are the dogs gone? Yeah, probably. They open the door back into the house, and there's, like, just five dogs sitting down. Be like, hey, thought you up, motherfucker. Yeah, thought you'd come back. <laughs> and again, it's a lot of, like, little, like, miniature schnauzers and, like, cocker spaniels and things. Like, yeah. little cute little it's shaggy like the sort of thing dogs. where if you open a door to silent, I was like, awesome, my day's much better than it was before. Yeah. Right? I was like, man, this is the joy room. Like, I just I just opened a door into a realm of fun. <laughs> they're like... They grab the keys of the car they didn't have before, uh, run back into the garage, uh, dogs start bursting through the literal walls of the garage... Which mm -hmm. must be yeah. literally paper thin. Uh, and then it, well, they... it was there was a there was a architecture style period. It's called paper mache. That's what yeah. they were doing a lot of things back back then. So yeah, they, paper they... mache and aspic, big seventies things. They start the car, open the garage door, and leave. Uh, they they drive to the middle of California desert. Uh, find Georgia Fornia. Georgia Fornia. Find uh, Doctor Friendly Fire also dead. For somehow some, somehow somehow off screen he died in the middle of this field that is nowhere near where he was when we last saw him. yeah i don't know no, yeah, i don't i don't know there was a cop car there too who knows maybe he stole the cop car and then <laughs> just 
died in a car accident randomly they, for no reason. No, I don't no, know. he couldn't. Yeah. He, he he couldn't live with himself once he realized the monster he'd become. <laughs> <laughs> so so they they drive off into the sunset essentially, listening to the radio saying, "Oh, by the way, there's a bunch of people dying in California. If you have a pet, don't do anything about it." Yeah, they literally say they're like, "Oh, the the dogs are killing everybody." So we're advising pet owners to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> And then, and then we end on possibly the best ending this movie could have ever had. I'll, I'll give that to you, Ileon. It's yours. You can have it. Sure, thank you. So, Urchin and I had posited, we'd kind of talk, when we were watching this, we were talking back and forth. We are like, okay, like, when are they going to have this little dog, as we mentioned earlier? When are we going to have this little dog maul her, right? She still has the little dog, She still right? has it, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's holding the little dog in the car. And we're expecting, like, or it's going to, even if it doesn't maul her, I'm like, I'm like I don't think they're going to do the mauling. You thought they might actually go as far as, like, turn and have it bite her neck, which would have been fucking and freeze great. freeze frame. Yep. That would have been so good. But I was I was thinking, I'm like, well, I probably won't go that far because this movie sucks. They'll just have it turn and, like, look at the camera and go, and snarl. Yeah, they don't do you're, any You're of less that. optimistic than I am. They, they, they chose the more artistic route. They went, oh, sure did. They went for a wilder and better ending in my mind, where as they're driving away and all of this is happening, a cat walks up to the side of the road, and then it goes, and like, so it's like setting up Cut the credits with the killer cats, and I love that. It's so good. It's so fucking stupid. It hurts. It's so dumb. I, can't I wish believe, it had more of that energy. I this is the prequel to the hit 2019 movie, Cats. Damn it, you, God. Beat, you beat me to it. I was about to make that joke. <laughs> this is just an apocalypse movie, and it ends. Yes. I mean, it just feels very, like, dead. This is exactly dead. This can't be the end. Yep. They didn't... Oh, the cats are going violent now, too! <laughs> what? 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 Meow! Well, I guess that means you have to watch The Uninvited Days. Why did it... Why did it end with meow? Like, I wish... I I wish that this movie had more of that energy. Because that was the stupidest direction they could have gone with it. And I appreciated it. Because that was dumb. (laughs) That was real fucking stupid. It's like, What animal could be less threatening than a dog? I know. Yeah, like... Like you said, like, next night of the Lepus. Do the fucking rabbits. What are they gonna have next? Like, they just do the most cute, cuddly animals possible over and over. Like, let's have killer otters kill, like, go around. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I would 100% watch a killer otter movie. You have, you take that back. Yeah, but, like, it's just wild. So, that's this film. Did you know they I... hold hands when they kill people? They hold hands to stop from floating away. Well, it's so cute. Sea otters are terrifying to me, since the the main (laughs) diet of a sea otter is sea urchins. You know, I'm I'm directly threatened. No, God, you're in the food chain, urchin. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. That was that was dogs. That was dogs. It has. Watch the trailer. Uh, I actually might just put the trailer up on our Twitter. uh, Yeah. At Rough Cuts Cast. 
You can always find out a bunch of little extra things that we put up from the movies there. Boyx does a lot of work to put up a bunch of gifts, and I always do very little work and put up, like, one of the three gifts that you send me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try and do more of them. I do, I, I try and use a couple, but it it's hard to always keep up with it. Um, but yeah, so, like, we always get a couple of gifts and things from movies to show some cool scenes and stuff, and I will put up the full trailer, because, man, this trailer, the trailer is awesome. The movie is what you would expect from that trailer, unfortunately, most if you part. know bad movies. Although, as I might have, I don't remember if I said this before recording or during recording, like, they did, they usually include, they include all the best scenes in the film except the actual best scene in the film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the actual so, shooting of the the guy, which ruled. We, uh, we should talk about the dogs a little bit. We have to rate those good boys. That's true, we do. Yes. I was gonna say, we kind of already did, though. I, again... Hashtag I, mm, we need an we didn't give them a ratings. scale though yeah yeah we didn't okay. we gave them good praise that is not a rating my friend sure sure i, I mean dr which... friendly fire count is a good boy yeah probably does dr <laughs> dr friendly fire oh oh mm. he's kind of like a lost puppy throughout most of this movie I mean, the dude doesn't know the difference between pheromones and hormones. No, so, he does not. Right? So, yeah, and he, now he also doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I give him a 12 out of 10. <laughs> okay, I, I am off Team Dickens and I'm on Team Dr. Friendly Fire. Yep, there we go. Yeah, I, I, I'm there. I didn't realize it, but I think I was always on Team Dr. Friendly Fire. <laughs> For, yeah, for, I never realized it until now, but yeah. For the, the random amalgam of whatever dogs are in this movie, I would give them an 11 out of 10. They're what kind of a dog, kind of a dog is Dr. Friendly Fire, though? I think that he's just a... Is he just a mutt? Is Dr. Uh, Friendly Fire a mutt? I'm, I'm gonna yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely a mutt. Yeah, his hair is kind of kind of unkempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, so we, we got Hair? A, he had a hair? Mutt. <laughs> he had some that was combed over the top. He had a little bit of it. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. So, but it's Dick good thing this movie though. was very scientific, unlike those stupid fucking giant ant movies, you goddamn heathens. <laughs> True. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Uh, this month has been absolutely wild for the podcast for us, um, and we super appreciate it. So Yeah, we've you're... had way more yeah, downloads than any other month. It's been incredible, so thank you very much for that. Uh, thank you, Urchin, for being here for this episode. Yeah, no what are you problem. up to, Virgin? Plug what your stuff. I up to? What do you got? Or anything uh, you want to plug? Uh, currently, I'm getting back into streaming more now that I'm getting better, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, schedule available. So just find me over at EvilUrchin162 on Twitch, and I'm usually doing, like, Legends of Runeterra, and I'll be doing some other things, too, in the near future. Kick Ooh. ass. Alright, uh, so yeah, you can always send in uh, movie suggestions and any like stuff that you have if you want to ask us questions or comment on some of the movies that we've done. If you watched Yatterman, for example, and want to tell us how fucking great we are about how cool that movie is, you can send it to uh, roughcutscast at gmail.com. <laughs> Which is, yeah, to, and it's R-U-F-F, R-U-F-F cutscast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, have a wonderful week. Try and stay safe out there, everybody. Because dogs, they're They're coming. It could happen where you live. Will you be ready for dogs?